We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into yet another edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. Thank you so much for downloading and subscribing to the Sooner Sports Podcast. With football in full swing, we had our first scrimmage over the weekend. You have all kinds of practice notes and details right now on Soonersports.com and Soonersports.tv. We're going to have our focus shifted in another direction because this is a week of celebration leading up to Friday night in downtown Oklahoma City for the year that was in Sooner Athletics. And instead of the traditional caravan, we will, for the second straight year, do something very unique. On Friday night, the Sooner Caravan Night of Champions celebration will take place at the Chevy Bricktown Event Center in Oklahoma City. To celebrate that, coming up on the Sooner Sports Podcast today, our very special guest is Patty Gasso, head softball coach of the two-time defending national champion Oklahoma Sooners. But before we get to that, uh, a little bit more, it's it's going to incorporate Night of Champions Uh, Some of the usual elements of a caravan outing, but they'll have a special program this year focusing on what's being described as the most successful year in OU Athletics history. Things will get underway at 6 o'clock. Let me rephrase that. The doors for the event will open at 6 o'clock. The program will begin at 7. It's only $25 to get in the door. 
Fans can also opt to purchase a table. There's details at Soonersports.com for that. Uh, Lincoln Riley, Sherry Cole, and head coach Patty Gasso of the softball squad will sign autographs starting at around 6.15. They'll also be joined by national championship head coach Ryan Hibble and Nick Kroll, who, of course, had a pair of national champions at doubles. It was uh, an incredible year. Overall, looking back, as Oklahoma captured NCAA titles, as we mentioned, not only in softball, but in men's golf, men's gymnastics, women's gymnastics, claiming five individual NCAA championships and, of course, its 10th Big 12 football championship. So all week long leading up to Friday night is a celebration of the year that was in Sooner Athletics, and uh, I think you'll want to be there. I I think this is going to be one of those can't-miss events Great speakers, great people, and a night to celebrate what was something unbelievable in not just Oklahoma athletics, but in college athletics in general. So learn more right now, Soonersports.com. That's where you can purchase the tickets, free parking around the area. Uh, The championship trophies will be there. The pride of Oklahoma, uh, the spirit squad, Boomer and Sooner will be there. It's going to be an awesome night. And for me, obviously, I I had a, a a pretty cool seat for the run to the national championship in softball for the second straight year. And hopefully this is uh, something that we'll do for many, many years to come. And I think that based on the way things have gone so far, uh, it's looking that way. But for the second straight year, we brought you every single game home and away for the OU softball team. We traveled with them and brought you play-by-play on the radio uh, of trips to Mexico. We went out to Palm Springs, California. We went to Los Angeles. It was amazing. And then – capping it off with this, and I I say Cinderella because it's not like it was a Cinderella run, but think about it. They were the ninth-ranked team whenever the the polls came out, whenever the super regional sites were basically determined, and they went right into the heart of SEC country, beat Auburn after basically being down to their last three outs in the Norman Regional, and yet here they are scratching, clawing, fighting their way back to Oklahoma City and then dominating, a dominant run through the Women's College World Series field. And yet again, the Oklahoma Sooners are national champs. So I thought, as we counted down to Friday night and the Sooner Caravan Night of Champions, we would kind of give you a sneak peek and sit down with OU head softball coach Patty Gasso and look back on the year that was, look at uh, her leadership styles, and obviously the incredible growth of this sport in general. Hope you enjoy have you been surprised to see kind of the growth of this sport with ESPN getting involved? Obviously, the youth side of it is blowing up. Coach, what has what's kind of stood out to you with the growth of softball, fast-pitch softball over the last decade or so? I think the improvement of players and, and competition back in the day, the really in Arizona, UCLA, very West Coast-oriented Um programs have really, those programs have taken over. So now there's much more parity that's been happening over the last 10 to 15 years, and you feel that. I think when Oklahoma won the national championship in 2000, people woke up to that. And then you saw a team like Michigan, and then you started to see the SEC come alive, and so I think parity across the country, I think television has made us very popular because it's a 
It's a very easy and quick game to watch on television. It doesn't take your entire day. And it's exciting and it's, you know, full of action. And I think you're looking at some very, very good athletes. And anytime to me, whether it's male or female, if it's, you know, passion for the game and they're athletic and talented and they play the game well and respectfully, it's something that any athletic enthusiast would want to see. And I think that's what we've been showcasing. You know, there was a there was a story. I don't know if you read it. I think it was ESPNW, in which Hutch had told a uh, Michigan's coach had told a story about how she was laughed at by a basketball coach, or, or kind of, I don't know, the need was minimized a little bit. Has it really meant something to you to see how legitimate it has become? You tell the story a lot about going over to Reeves back in the day when you guys would play and there'd be slow-pitch softball going on and you'd have to pick up beer cans. I mean, it's got to make you feel pretty special, Coach, to see how serious now everyone takes this sport because it deserves it. Well, I honestly would tell you that um, I was just hoping to be alive (laughs) to witness this kind of change and to feel like – our program has kind of helped lead the way in this direction. I think that 17-inning game had a lot to do with um, lately of people getting really geared up, people that would never have watched our sport. Um, talk about that being one of the best games they've ever watched. And so I'm hearing those things out there, which is an honor. But to see what it's done, not just – I think television has been – so tremendous for us. And with that and the popularity, and they're saying it, we're the third highest viewed sport um, in the way of championships, where it's football one, men's basketball two, and softball number three. So that alone tells you that we're being respected, people are paying attention, but there's also some phenomenal facilities that are being erected all over the country. And budgets are being, you know, boosted so that coaches could go out and continue to recruit. And um, I don't know, I just, changing, it's like we've really arrived. That's what it feels like. When, uh, you know, I obviously I got the full tour. I got a chance to experience Long Beach State, your alma mater with your husband, and it was awesome. But when you were there, could could you have ever imagined that this sport to grow what would, would grow to what it's become? I mean, obviously, like you said, you had the confidence. You wanted to live to see it, and you're living it right now. But could you ever have imagined that it would be, you know, for the, for the night? It was the highest-rated thing on ESPN, as you brought up. Our opener was on ESPN. To see the kind of coverage, these people that are passionate about it. I mean, could you have ever imagined this, Coach, from where you played and the facilities you had at Long Beach State to what teams are playing on today? Absolutely not. The idea that we were in a game that pushed my Dodgers off of ESPN, <laughs> I was some, I had something to do with that. Um, talk about feeling like you've arrived. I mean, that was that was pretty big time. So, um, gosh, when I was back at Long Beach State, that's us playing again at a park field playing on an all-grass infield um, with just bases cut out, you know, little dirt areas for where the bases were. 
um, no equipment, limited uniforms, you know, all of those things. Um, could I see it? No. And when I came out for the first time, when I was a coach at junior college, I went out to um, the Hall of Fame Stadium, and that was before all of the renovations and inclusion of more seating. There was probably 1,200 people there for the national championship mm. games. And I thought it was the biggest crowd in my life, and I was just so, like, overwhelmed, overwhelmed by the amount of people there watching a softball game. And, like, wow. And a coach's dream, like players. And as a coach, I'm a junior college coach, and I'm looking at this going, oh, my gosh, could you imagine playing in front of a thousand people? That's, oh, that'd be crazy instead of, you know, 25 parents. I don't know. I, that would be, and no, that's really, honestly, what I was thinking back in the mid, late 80s. That's what I was looking at. That's what I was watching. Uh, early 80s, I was watching the World Series. Uh, I was able to use it as like a uh, uh, a trip from Long Beach City that's like a enhancement career enhancement trip. <laughs> so that's how I got to the World Series and watched it and would always say, man, I wonder what it would be like if Oklahoma or Oklahoma State was in this, these, you know, in this series, in this national championship series. I wonder if 2,000 people would come out. <laughs> so, I mean, that truly was the thinking back then. And to see sell-out crowds and people trying to find tickets, scalping tickets. I mean, it's, it's incredible. That's always the coolest thing for me is whenever I go to any event and I see people scalping tickets, I'm like, all right, all right, this is what, yeah. I'm ta- this is what yeah. we're talking about. You know, the thing that I, I've learned a lot from you and that I marvel at is how you're able to balance wanting to get the most out of your your women athletically get their athletic ability and then obviously help create that it in them as a person help develop them as a woman that's a pretty tough balance coach because I know in a lot of times in sports and I, and this might be a little bit too deep and maybe something that involves a, a, a longer thought out question or even conversation but I mean that's that that's that's a wild balance that you have to deal with a lot and wanting to win, but yet in the same vein, you know, wanting to bring out the best in that person and to develop life skills. How big of a challenge can that be? Well, it's, it's a big challenge, and it's one that I take on because I know that it's necessary. And I, I will tell you that we didn't get to the core of these athletes individually, then championships aren't happening. So I do it in kind of reverse order. I can hit you a thousand ground balls and you can feel them clean as a whistle. But when we get in a game, if there's something that is not settled right inside of you internally, then all of that is to waste. And I don't like to waste time. I don't like to waste anyone's time or my time. So what I try to do is find out what it is that might be in your way. What is in your way? What is keeping you from being confident being uh, passionate, 
being focused, giving all you have all the time. What is getting in the way? What is it? And that's what we try to, we try to get to the root of some of these guys. Not all of them have a route to get to because they pretty much got it going on, but there's others that have a route that needs to be pulled up and we need to talk about it. We need to try to iron it out. And, um, well, we can get, because that, I don't know if it's for men and women, but I know for women, if there's something that's nagging on you, it holds on. And what I try to do is get them as free as possible. To have zero worries, not have to think about the future, think about the past, but stay in the present and feel safe in the present. No matter what you're doing, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You don't have to worry about being yelled at, being disciplined, being, you know, any of that. Um, It's going to be okay. Whatever you produce in this moment is going to be okay. And that's a new concept for many of them because they worry a lot, a lot about what what's going to happen afterwards. Who do I have to face? What are they going to say? How am I going to feel? I'm a disappointment, and all of those things that we try to we try to chase that out of their DNA as quickly as we can. Are you almost to Norman yet? Do we have time for two more quick questions, Coach, before I let you run? Yes, sir. I'm good. All right. Um, I read about the importance of the 2000 National Championship, and you had told the story about how, you know, leading up to that, it might not have been profitable, I, I think is a fair word to use to stay here. How yeah. big How big of a game changer was that 2000 National Championship, Coach? Obviously for the program, but I mean more specifically for you and your family. Well, when we won in 2000, um, my husband, Jimmy, was back in California, and we had already made plans that 2000 would probably be my last year. And then I would head back to California. Um, The work that I was putting in and the pay and having a family was just not adding up. And... um, so winning the national championship in 2000 created um, a lot of opportunities, not just for, like, pay raise, but um, enough to bring him back to Oklahoma. Um, a lot of things changed in our program, and that, was, to me, was, like, instant respect for our program. But it, and y'all feed off of each other in the way of, you know, if I get a pay raise, then it helps pay forward or boost everybody else in our sport. So it didn't just help me. I think it helped our sport and other coaches in our sport. And that's what I'm trying to continue to do and just make sure that our sport is respected and there's equality throughout the best way that I can. Um, I send a message to our players that way, um, and if I'm not fighting for what's right, then I am a hypocrite, and I would hate to call myself that in front of our players. So um, I think that win was enormous, not just for me. Um, it kept me here, which was great, um, but it was just for our program, for 
People don't realize those long-distance relationships that these kids talk about with someone in Oklahoma and Texas, that's all nice and funny. But when one's in Norman and one's out in Long Beach, California, and there's some uh, little kiddos involved, Coach, that can be strenuous right there. That can be tough, and it was amazing that you guys were able to do that. And obviously the faith is a major part of that. So I just wanted to wrap up with you know, the hands up last year, the three this year. I mean, that's got to be something for you that is – incredibly special and I mean for me it's emotional so I can't even imagine what it's like for you down on the field down in that battle and what that's like well I, I tell you it's why I coach and I, I, I have to give props to my husband because um, he allows me to do this yeah. he, he was a coach he was a coach um, still is a coach you know giving lessons and so forth but he gave up his coaching career to allow me to do what I'm doing. And he sacrificed a lot, and I don't know that I appreciate that as much as I should. But he is also the leader of our family spiritually, and he has guided me to not be afraid to use the platform or share the platform of, of what keeps us fearless, what gives us faith and hope, and... Um, you know, God has been very good to, to uh, the Gasso family, no doubt. We've been blessed. But also this this program, and it's not always so much about winning, but winning magnifies the platform. And um, sometimes I feel like that's why we win is because we can share um, whatever it is. And this happens to be just a story, stories out of the Bible that, I mean, we're not trying to be heavy on anyone. It's just... It gives us confidence. It motivates us. It makes us understand what we're trying to do as a team. And it resonates to others. And it's been pretty cool to see how God's been working um, within all of this. I treasure every moment that I get with uh, Coach Gasso, Melissa Lombardi, uh, JT, Drea, beat up everyone, Jackie Livingston. I mean, everyone that's involved with that Sooner softball staff. And, you know, you, you think about the coaching tree. I, I actually – I got a, an interview with Aaron Miller and Michelle Gascoigne that we'll bring you later in the week uh, that was really cool in talking to some players who had played for Coach Gascoigne. And then you see those players go on to the coaching ranks. I mean, look at what's going on down in Houston. You have two former Sooners leading the way there. Uh, Arkansas, all across the country, there's a tie, it seems, in some way, shape, or form to this coaching staff and Coach Gasso here in Oklahoma. It's a, it's a special program, and they continue to grow. And I'm just – I'm excited to play a very small part uh, in bringing you the play-by-play, but that, that passion level that I have for this softball team is uh, unwavering and something I never could have imagined being as high as it is. I love every minute of it, and I think you guys will love hearing from Coach Gasso on Friday night at the Sooner Caravan. The Night of Champions. So, again, uh, love your feedback. I mean, the only way we're going to get better and the only way we're going to get bigger is through you helping spread the word. So share the link on Twitter. Uh, We always give you the latest episodes at OU on the air. That's at OU on the air and at Sooner Sports TV. And uh, don't forget, new way of finding us, though I guess we need to stop saying new way since we've been doing it for a while, Soonersports.tv slash podcasts. That's Soonersports.tv slash podcasts. You know that you're subscribed to the proper OU podcast channel whenever you see the OU logo with the black background on it. And that's where we'll be. Hey, coming up on Friday's episode of the Sooner Sports Podcast, you'll hear from Michelle Gascoigne. 
You'll hear from Aaron Miller. Uh, we'll try to get Ryan Hiblin here to preview a little bit of what we can expect on Friday night. And obviously, we'll head back to practice and get you all the details from everything going on with Sooner football as we count down to the start of the 2017 season. Thanks, as always, for downloading, subscribing, leave a comment, leave a rating, leave a review, whatever it takes. We want to keep this thing growing and keep getting better. So until Friday, everyone have a great week. And Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.